that is definitely my biggest piece of advice when it comes to prioritizing is that it can't all be the most important thing. Like if you fall sick and you're going to have three days out of work, you're just working two days this week, what should you prioritize getting done? You can't just suddenly cram it all in. You've got to pick some stuff to cut. Welcome to Design Life. This is a show about design and side projects for motivated creators. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. And I'm your other host, Famicare. And in this episode today, we're going to talk a little bit about managing multiple projects at work and how you sort of juggle the various priorities you might have going on. It's likely that during your design career, you're probably going to be working on multiple projects at one time. Mm -hmm. It's not always this like one project starts, ends, and then another project comes on board. I, for one, am sort of working on three projects currently on the go. I'm curious, Charlie, to hear about you too in a minute. But we thought this would be interesting to talk about because it is a reality of being a designer and sort of managing and juggling multiple projects. Before we get into it, we're getting into the wintry, festive season of the year. How's it going for you, Charlie? Not feeling super wintry over here, (laughs) Um, but yeah going well last week as we record this was thanksgiving in the u.s and so i had uh four days off because i just took time off while the rest of my team was and it was amazing it was super productive i got loads done like for my own youtube stuff but also like just you know life admin that you put off for a long time and i finally got a lot of it done so that was really nice yeah yeah it was a it was a good time so i feel like i'm in um I'm in a good spot right now. I'm waiting for the overwhelm to hit again. (laughs) What about you? Uh, Yeah, I'm doing good. I am about to move. So that is very, very close. So your weekend was packing? My weekend was completely (laughs) packing, taking everything off the walls. My office is like pretty empty. It's just me and a desk, really. Uh, Our move has come this week and then we're flying out next week. So (laughs) I guess maybe future episodes from here on out will be me over there, which is exciting. Um, Yeah, so that's been pretty busy. And then community update, I passed 1,000 US dollars like monthly recurring revenue, which is very exciting. Oh, yeah. Uh, I told you all I'd keep you updated. So this is like far surpassing my expectations, honestly. Um, I think I have like 85 members now. Wow. It's going Aiming really for 100 well. before the end of the year then? I mean, is that what we're increasing the I goal don't, to? I don't know. Like, I guess, yeah. It feels like 100 should be possible. The super peer folks think I can hit 250. And I was like, well, Whoa. That's, that's pretty <laughs> ambitious. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I will keep you all updated. But it's going really well. We actually have uh, tomorrow, as of this recording, uh, we're having our first like group design crit session. Fun. We're like, yeah, some members are going to come up and like present their work for feedback to other community members and we'll do kind of like a design review together so i'm excited it's going to be really fun that sounds super fun yeah can't wait to hear next time yeah how that goes what that crit is like because that is one of the new things that we talked about in the committing to a new side project episode it is it is yes so super fun i am feeling good i'm i'm like anxious about my move like i'm ready for it to be done of course i'm also like feeling feeling pretty good things are going well Good. Well, let's talk about work then, since we've got like life inside projects covered. So you said you have three different projects on the go for you right now. And when you raised this topic for me, I didn't actually understand what you were asking at first, because I was like, 
I mean, literally always I have more than one project on. So I'm curious to hear from you. Is this not the case at Uber? At Uber, were you just focused on one thing at a time? Like you showed up to work and this was the project you're working on for that week, for that month, whatever. Is that how it worked? Yeah, actually, now that you say that, I would say yes. Like I didn't make that connection before, but usually when I was at Uber, it was mostly like one project at a time. However, there was a little bit of like overlap as one project was ending and new project was kind of beginning, but there was kind of this like lull period, I guess, between projects a little bit. But yes, it was very like, I think the projects were a lot bigger in scope, typically would take like three months minimum up to six to eight months sometimes. So it was very like, one big kind of meaty project at a time compared to now I'm at well simple it's like smaller more iterative projects so I'm doing like multiple at a time that makes sense yeah and I think the because I've worked at smaller companies and maybe this is now obviously what you're experiencing at well simple my work has always been more iterative smaller projects more on at once as well it's just been yeah the norm for me and I'm sure for many other designers too so yeah I think this is a good topic to talk about because especially for people like you like I don't know has this um been quite a change for you to have to juggle three things at once now when you're used to being able to put all your focus into one definitely I think what's also interesting for me in my current situation is that each project is with like a different team so at Uber when when sometimes there was a bit of project overlap, it was still within the same team. Like I was still working with the same product manager, the same engineers, like we were sort of moving on to the next project on the roadmap. But like now I'm kind of supporting multiple teams. So every project is like a different product manager, a different group of engineers. And so I have to like redo that kind of like relationship building and like figuring out how each team works for each different project, uh, which I'll admit has been challenging for me because I'm not used to that. Yeah, and that, and that is an interesting like conundrum, I guess, because if the projects are for three different teams, that means that you're the one really who's the like where the prioritizing comes in, right? Like it's yes. your time that needs to be split across these three. So do you have like a producer or someone on the team who is figuring out project timelines and stuff like this? Oh, how lush. I wish I had somebody like that. <laughs> I believe we're planning to hire like a design ops person next year for the team, but currently no, we don't have a dedicated person. However, my manager has been really, really great in kind of stepping in and, and doing some of this like for and with me. So she's been really great at helping me like juggle my priorities and setting expectations to the product managers of like when I'll be available to work on their project. So that's been really helpful to have that. But for the most part, it's been you hearing the needs of each team and like looking at your own schedule and like scoping it for yourself and figuring out when you can do each thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Like I'll be like, hmm, well, I pr still need a couple weeks on this project and like the timing doesn't add up. Like I can probably pick it up in mid-December, for example. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of been a little bit on me to figure out like when I think I can take on more work and how to prioritize them. That is pretty much how it's been for me for uh -huh. most of my career, I would say. Aside from when I was at Zero and I was on a bigger marketing design team, but when I've been the like sole marketing designer, well, obviously now I'm the manager of our brand team. That's right. what it's been like is me hearing the needs and like figuring it out for myself where the time yeah. should go. Um, it's tough, huh? Like it's it's yeah. a completely different skill set to do that side of things. I've been interviewing a bunch of different creatives, as you know, for inside marketing design and hearing about how they have their teams running. And 
yeah, so many of the larger ones have like someone in a producer role right. who is figuring this out, and I'm always like, wow, you can mean you can just focus on creating. <laughs> yeah, I'm so jealous. Oh, nice. So, do you do you take on a bit of that role for your team? Like, do you help your reports kind of manage their projects in time, or is that like totally on them to figure out? My team's like a mix, right? I would say for the designer on my team, yes. Um, and that's because we, we get together as a, we call it a site squad. So it's the people from marketing and brand who work on our marketing website. Nice. Um, and we plan like a cycle together of what work gets done when. Um, and so, yeah, I will play, play quite a lead role in that. I would say of figuring it all out, but where does, where does the prioritization come in for you? Like, how do you decide what you prioritize yeah. over others? Yeah. So one thing I look at is like timelines, like when are we planning to launch this thing? Right. And like kind of then working backwards from there is like, okay, well, how long does engineering think it's going to take to build? Like that then kind of gives me an idea of when the sort of design handoff should be so that I don't block engineering and they have enough time to build to meet the, the launch timeline. So that's like usually where I start. Although I will say I've like, had some challenges with this uh, on a recent project where the engineers were like, well, we don't know how long it's going to take to build until we see the designs, <laughs> which like is fair, but also it was like a chicken and egg. And I was like, well, I can't prioritize this until I know when you need it by, right? Like, so that was a little bit tricky and I hadn't really experienced that before. Um, but yeah, so it's like a matter of looking at the timelines, then also looking at the like, priority of each project and like which one has the most impact or like is sort of more table stakes and like making sure that's that's a number one priority i usually try to have like one main priority project and then like the the others are like my secondary priority so that i always know exactly which one is the most important yep yep that is definitely my biggest piece of advice when it comes to prioritizing is that it can't all be the most important thing. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like if you fall sick and you're going to have three days out of work, you're just working two days this week, what should you prioritize getting done? You can't just suddenly cram it all in. You've got to pick some stuff to cut. So you have to know the order of priorities there. That's something I've always struggled with um, when people on my team or like at ConvertKit ask. Like this happens with Corey, for example, developing the site and there'll be like a couple of things that need to get done and he'll say, which is the top priority? Like, which should I do first? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, uh, they're all important. <laughs> Fuck, uh, uh. <laughs> and then I have to figure out like, and really ask myself, what is this? You know, what, what do I need to ask for here? Cause you do have to be clear. Um, I want to go back to what you said about timelines though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like have a bit of a, a rant for a second. Cause that is important, right? It's important to know timelines to, in order to prioritize stuff. Right. One of my biggest, biggest pet peeves is fake deadlines. When someone like is like, oh, well, we need to build in some buffer time. So I'm going to say a date that's actually two weeks before when I really need it. And they give you that date. And so you prioritize work based on like that. And maybe you push other stuff aside that is due the week after that because you're like, well, this one has to be done first. Even though technically they're swapped around and like, you know, that, that false deadline one is due after the other thing, if you're following me. But that is frustrating to me. I'm like, I am a professional. You need to trust <laughs> me to get my work done. And I need to know the truth. I need to know the real information so that I can feed that into my decision. 
of where I'm putting my time and what I'm prioritizing. So yeah, that's just me on my soapbox for a moment. That's totally fair. No one give me a fake deadline because I... <laughs> I will not enjoy it when I find out it was not real. <laughs> so kind of like on this train, I guess, have there been any times, can you think of any moments or stories where like this, you know, like it, it just didn't work out. Like you, you couldn't meet all of the expectations, like priorities slipped or like expectations weren't aligned. Like, did this ever come crashing down in some way? I don't know. Do you have any examples of that you can share? I have an example of that from like literally right now, Femme. Okay. How timely. Yeah. Our site squad meeting yesterday, I had to say to the team, look, I have to shift this project next year. I just cannot get it done this side of 2022. Um, and that was, it came down to like me being overly optimistic, I think, about being able to achieve it and work on it. And then realizing, realizing what else I had on my plate al along with that design project, you know, like there's all this other stuff that comes in. There was perhaps less easy to scope upfront. It's stuff like working on our design system, doing onboarding stuff for a new team member that's joining in January. Right. I don't know, just strategy stuff for the new year. All this stuff that isn't really like, okay, well, I just need to spend two hours on this and then it'll be done, you know? So it was a combination of me like underestimating the amount of time those things needed, but also um, just not fully realizing how few work days there were left in the year. Like, I see. <laughs> I, have, I have about three weeks left of work for the year, technically. And I was like looking at it, my, everything on my plate, like, nope, can't happen. It's not happening. Um, yeah. And so like, yeah, I, I chose to prioritize the strategy stuff, the system stuff, the onboarding stuff instead of this design project, because that's all stuff that I feel like if I punt this to next year, we will not be setting up the new designer that's joining my team for success. Uh, the brand team as a whole will have less clarity on the vision for the year. We won't have like the brand system and stuff in place to inform our work going forward. Like the longer yeah. I delay that, the more design debt we're creating. Um, so I just sort of thought through each project and had to ask myself which one really can go because one right. of them has to. Yeah. Yeah. But it's tough though. It was tough to admit that. Um, but I feel confident in my decision still because I think, I think it is well-reasoned. Um, yeah. That's good. I recently, a few months ago, had a moment where I was working on two projects and at that time was, was like treating them equal in priority. Like I, I hadn't set one of them as the main priority. And I kind of realized that like, that wasn't really working out in my favor. And it was, it became very clear quickly that one project definitely was like higher in priority, required a lot more sort of design thinking and was kind of a bigger high stakes project. And so I was like, okay, I think I need to like move my focus like almost a hundred percent to this project. Wow. Um, and so I think also at the time, the, the other project that I felt was less priority, the timelines on that project were still a bit ambiguous. Like there wasn't really a super clear deadline. And so I was like, well, like it doesn't seem like you know, this is really a priority for that team. I'm not getting clear deadlines. It's not, you know, super concrete. So I'm going to switch my focus to this other more like higher stakes project. And I'll pick this other one back up, like when the team is ready for it. And so I did that. And then I, I repicked this project up about two, three weeks ago. Uh, and that's kind of been working out well. I'm kind of glad in hindsight that I paused that project because 
I have experienced during my time at Uber where like I pushed through when there was like ambiguous deadlines or like it was unclear what the sort of final plan was. And then the designs would sit their final like rotting in Figma for like six, eight, ten months. Uh, I think like my longest was like one year, like a project finally shipped a year after I designed it. And yeah, you're like, can I please redo it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, later now. <laughs> and I was like, well, I like I've I've experienced that. I don't want to experience it again. It's not a good use of design time. Like unless <laughs> we are like 100 percent certain this is shipping and when it is shipping, I'm not going to prioritize it. Uh, and so, yeah, I feel like my experience at Uber like helped me build that like muscle of like kind of knowing when to say no, we'll put things on pause and I don't know. I think this time around, like it's worked out pretty well. Like I, I am picking the project back up now. It is being prioritized, and so I think the timing is a lot better. You mentioned that it was clear that the other project was higher priority. Yeah. Is, was that because it was clear that the other one was lower, or was there other like key indicators that pointed to this other project being a higher priority? I think the other project had more dependencies like on other teams. It also was a project that was like one piece of a larger project that like multiple teams were working on. And so it was a, it was a puzzle piece, I guess, of like a larger thing we were building. Uh, And so therefore it felt like it was higher priority and the deadlines were really clear. So it was like, you know, we want to ship it by like end of the year, basically December. And so that kind of those factors I think combined indicated to me like okay this is higher priority yeah that makes sense I think that's just helpful to share because people can yeah look out for that in their own projects as well because it can be really hard to decide like where priorities lie especially if you don't have someone you know telling you (laughs) yeah I think it can also like really depend on how design is kind of set up in your organization like if you're kind of operating as like a studio model where like then you're kind of like this almost agency inside the company, right? Where like projects come into the team, they get assigned to a designer, the designer works on that and kind of then moves on to the next project versus like a more domain kind of setup where designers are more embedded like in a project team. And so you're like always working with the same team. You're like contributing to the roadmap, you know what's coming up next. Um, I think juggling priorities in those two different kind of environments is different. Um, and like, I don't know, I think there's pros and cons of each model, but I found it easier to juggle when I was more like embedded on a team because then like the priorities were really clear. I had a good relationship with the people I was working with. So I felt like I could better set and manage expectations versus like now at Well Simple sort of during the last three months, I've been operating more on the studio model where I've like kind of been supporting different teams. And that's been really tricky because it's like, everyone wants a slice of the pie and I only have so many slices to give and I have to like communicate across multiple teams and people. Um, and it's been a little bit more challenging, I think. Important question. What type of pie are you, Femme? <laughs> this um, metaphor. <laughs> that's a good question. I guess I would be a rhubarb pie because I really like Ooh, rhubarb. Mm. Interesting. A quirky choice. I feel yes. like that's fitting. Very quirky. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the, the way you described handling the the priorities of these two and you know this recent thing was essentially taking okay I've got these two projects that need to be done in around the same time frame so instead of doing them both at once I'm going to focus on one finish it and then move on to the next one yeah is that the way you feel like you prefer to work is to move forward as far as possible with one 
and then go on to the next one? I think because I'm supporting different teams, yes, because I find the context switching expensive and difficult. If I was maybe working like on the same team, multiple projects, maybe I would like feel more comfortable with the more overlap, working on multiple things literally at the same time. Um, but because the like the teams are different and the like uh, space of the project is completely different context of the product, um, I struggle with the context switching. Yeah, yeah, context switching is a hard one because I, I don't know, I just think on a small team, it's necessary. You have to learn how to shift right. context and to how, to, yeah. <laughs> how to like set up your days and your weeks to embrace that, I guess. Um, I think that for me, we're definitely more of a studio model, but essentially our only client really is the marketing team. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like we're both centralized and decentralized at the same time. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. So I do feel like I have a lot of context on the projects for deciding on priorities. And you're right. Like, I think when you're in that environment, it's easier to context switch because you have so much of the background already. Right. Like just today, if I'm thinking about my work day, it's like four o'clock right now. So I've had about half of it so far. I've worked on three different projects and I was just starting a fourth before <laughs> we got on this call. But, you know, I'm also in a management role now. And so there's, it, it's not designing, but it's like, these are things that need my attention and that I have to move forward today. But the way that I've done this when there are design projects to work on, it actually suits me to have more than one on at a time because I like to, when I get stuck with one, move on to the, the other one and like be like, okay, I'm going to put this one down now and, and move on to the other one. Um, I find it works really well for me and it gives me like brain space, I guess, and like time away from a project. So I'm not forced to like keep pushing against that creative block if it's, if it's just not happening. Um, but I tend to like generally when things are going well, decide in advance which days I'm going to spend on which projects. So it's like Tuesday is my day for this one. Wednesday, I'm going to move on to this one. Then I'm also going to continue to that Thursday and then I'm going to come back to that original one on Friday, for example. And knowing that as well really helps me juggle multiple things at once because if I find my brain drifting and like worrying about that other project, worrying that I'm not spending time on it, I can be like, it's okay because you plan to spend tomorrow and the next day on it. So mm. you can just focus on this one for now and know that your future self will take care of that other project. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this is like how this appears in practice, like in your day-to-day -day work, like if you dedicate certain days to certain projects or it's like more organic. Um, yeah, I feel like I've tried in the past to dedicate certain days to projects, but then, you know, I'm the only one operating on that schedule. So then like an engineer might ask me a question on a day that I'm not thinking about that project. Like, it's just not practical. Like then I'm blocking them for that day. And so I don't know, I, I personally haven't found a way for that to work efficiently for me, but I do know that it does work for some people and it could be a solution for some. Yeah. Could it work for you if you had that focus as the main chunk of your day, knowing that yeah. it's probably going to be like an hour or two this day for meetings. Um, so I've got like, I don't know, let's say like I'm going to spend five hours design time this day yeah. and I'm going to take out like an hour or 30 minutes from that, knowing that I can spend that on picking up bits on like answering questions on other projects. But the main chunk of my day, mm -hmm. this is this project is the focus. 
I wonder if that could help. Yeah, that totally could help. Um, this is like a total side tangent, but I was talking about this with some colleagues the other week where like, I feel like the pandemic has really turned Slack into this like immediate tool where like folks now expect an immediate response. Ooh, Whereas yeah. mm-hmm. before the pandemic, like Slack was a bit more asynchronous in nature where like I would message someone, but I wouldn't expect a reply anytime soon because they're probably in a meeting or maybe they're walking in the hallways at the office or like you know it wasn't this immediate thing but now that we're like all at home at our desks all the time like there's no excuse right it's like well I know you've got slack open on your screen so like why aren't you (laughs) responding to me straight away um so I feel like it's created this this new culture of like really immediate response time uh and so I think that's what I've been struggling with too is like I'm constantly getting pulled out of like my deep work time, my focus time, or trying to multitask in meetings because people are like messaging me on Slack, asking for something and expecting swift responses. Yeah, that's a total side tangent, but something that I found really interesting in the last couple years. It's a valid side tangent because those are all things that make it really hard to work on multiple projects at once because it's not just doing the design work, right? It's the like project ownership that comes into it of like, oh, I need to ask this person a question. Okay, I've asked it. Now, whenever they give me the answer, I'm going to have to shift back to thinking about it again or like, you know, vice versa if they're asking you a question. That That's an important part to consider, I think, when you're scoping a project and determining how much you can take on. And it's really only something that we learn right from doing it. Like... It, that that's just, just, have to just how it is <laughs> yeah you got to make a few mistakes to start with to figure all that out it, it gets me thinking too about what role our managers play in this too and the company culture in general when it comes to productivity and being able to get multiple things done there's been a few times this year that I've had to like say to people on my team like look I do not expect you to respond immediately like that is not the culture we have here um, and there's also been times where I've had to say, look, someone asked a question and you need to respond with like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like leaving 48 hours, you know, with their question unanswered isn't, isn't acceptable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's gone both ways, but I, I do think that as managers, as a manager, I should say, that's part of my job is to set the culture for what communication should be and help my team prioritize as well. Just like I lean on my manager to help me prioritize less on the, you know, which marketing site page should we build first, but more on the like bigger picture stuff since he's our VP of growth. And I don't want to be wasting his time by saying like (laughs) this one or this one. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Culture definitely plays a huge role. Um, Before we wrap up, I'm wondering, is there ever a time where you have just said no to a project or a priority and just kind of been like, nope, this isn't something I'm going to work on for these reasons or I don't think we should prioritize it for these reasons. Curious. Yeah, it's happened a lot actually, but I feel like it's never felt as dramatic as yeah. <laughs> as like just being like, no, because it's always felt like a conversation, you know, between me and, you know, the other person, you know, they have an idea for something and, and I say, cool, sounds fantastic. We can't get to that, the cycle though, because these are the things that we have to prioritize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like, I have had to say that oftentimes when I've done that, I've asked that they, I'm like, I know that you're excited about this now and you're thinking about this now. How about you write up your ideas, like write them up right. for me. And when we can fit it in, it can serve as kind of like a brief for us of what to come 
to come to. Also, it's been a conversation with the other people on the growth leadership team of saying, okay, your team is working on this. This team is working on this. Like we can't do all of it. Let's make some decisions together of, of what we're going to prioritize and what we're actually going to work on this cycle. And so it always just has felt more like a conversation, which I think is a good way to approach it. Because especially as a design IC, you maybe often don't feel like you have the, like... The decision wand. <laughs> yeah, the decision-making yeah. power. Yeah, decision wand. I like that. To, to say it yourself. But yeah. when it becomes part of a conversation, often the other person can realize, or maybe they can make their case, you know, from, from having a conversation about it. And you can yeah. be like, okay, no, no, no. I see this now. This is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I've kind of had these moments where... I sort of, my inclination is to say no or push back. I usually just respond by asking more questions, like mm -hmm. trying to dig deeper, trying to understand more like where this project came from, what the underlying motivation of it is and like what the impact is that it could have, like how, how impactful could this project be? Is it really something that we should drop everything else and prioritize right now? Or is it something that can just be added to the backlog? Like, you know, we'll, we'll look at it in our next planning cycle, for example. Um, so yeah, cause I sometimes feel like folks can come in with an idea and like be really excited and like, we should do this now, but it's like, mm. should we should like, we let's, really though? Yeah. yeah, let's level set. Let's try and understand the scope and the size and like, you know, what the benefit of this project really is before we commit to it. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's sort of what I've done in the past. There's been one project actually that we've worked on this cycle where from the outset like just seeing it written on the page it would have been the thing that I said no let's not prioritize that but from having the conversation about it I learned about okay no this ties into this other thing and like then we could use it for this and I saw that like no actually this is probably the highest impact place that I could put my design time this cycle and so we we said yes to it and uh, moved off some other things and so yeah a conversation is good also just before we wrap up I want to circle back to what you said about uh, having one main priority because I, I just want that to be a, a, a main takeaway for people from this episode <laughs> yeah. too is that you can't treat everything with equal importance because that's like saying saying things are all equally important are saying they're all equally unimportant in a way right there's got to be one that's more important than the others so if we take the idea of setting aside time you know dedicated days or hours or whatever to focus put that most important project at the start of the week before more stuff piles up right and before i don't know yeah things get waylaid a little bit which which always happens knowing that i think can really help you in your mind know where to put your time um and if you're not sure of that for any projects you're working on then i would say speak to your manager because that's what they're there for is to help you work through this sort of stuff yeah totally they can help you identify what is the highest priority and how to allocate your time yeah love that that's definitely a good takeaway uh, this has been fun. We decided on this topic like 30 seconds before recording as usual. You say that like, like yeah, I was going to say, you're saying that like we don't always do that. Uh. But, but like, I feel like this is a good episode. Like it sounds like uh, we had a lot of experiences to share. So I'm surprised we didn't do this earlier. Me too. We always do this. We just a little like behind the scenes for our listeners. We come up with a topic idea, which is usually based on something we're experiencing in the moment. Because as yeah. you know, that's our like kind of what we're trying to do with this show if, yeah. if it's not a listener letter we're responding to and then we always go on our website and like search because we're like surely we've done this yeah have we done this episode before like yeah yeah sometimes and i don't we think have, we've done this one so no. it was good to, good to chat about 
All right, Finn, where can people go to find all those episodes that we Google yeah. search through? <laughs> go to designlife.fm and then you can go to slash episodes and that's where you'll specifically see all of the episodes we've done. And you can actually just search in your browser for a topic you're interested in and your browser will tell you if there's an episode on that topic, which is pretty cool. Good, good. Yeah, follow us on Twitter as well. We're at designlife.fm and like I said before, we do take listener submissions for topics as well. So if there's something you want to hear us talk about, send us a tweet. Let us know. Great. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, fam. Bye.